Overcut Podcast. We are back in action. Jeff, Max, and I are going to preview the UFC 286 card this coming Saturday at the O2 Arena. What another great weekend. Like, following that Super Bowl weekend, a Saturday filled with March Madness, filled with, I would say, it's probably going to end up being the biggest card of the year, I would think. One of them, for sure. Yeah, if not top three. I'm super pumped up for the Scousers, dude. They're going to be fucking trashed early. They're going to be loud as shit. The only thing I wish that they would change about this, and it would be like a first-time thing, I wish they would put the fucking sound meter in there. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. You know, dude, I'm, I don't know if I'm more excited for the Scousers or for COVID brain Jeff to give his picks for this card. I, I don't know what I'm <laughs> Oh, yeah, for. dude. I fucking... I got the fucking suds, dude. He's like fucking gone. I'm excited to see COVID Brain Jeff for sure. Yeah, yeah Jeff's gonna be a great card. Second round of the vid. <laughs> yeah, great. Fucking can't watch the fucking the fight night with the boys. I might put my head through a wall. <laughs> Especially if I lose fucking all my money on this fight night. Yes. Well, um, Jeff, fucking uh, night quill up, cuz, cause we gotta dive into this card. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Also, make sure to join our Verdict League and get your picks in. Again, the Verdict League, it's a free app download. You get free money by basically if we get 10 or more people to join our league on Verdict, we will put in, um, we'll pool together some cash and the winner will get Venmoed that cash. Uh, so if you're interested, join the link. It is in our link tree, which is at the description of every episode. And it's a free app that you can download on basically any app store and it's super easy to use. So please join the verdict so you can get free money. Feel free to join up, but a certain someone did pretty fucking good last week. I got to say so yeah. myself, but yeah, feel free to join up. So the first fight we're going to dive into is the former tough winner, Juliana Killer Miller, taking on Veronica, ha- well, Macedo, but now Hardy, because she's married to Dan Hardy, mm. who's coming off a temporary retirement due to concussion protocols. I think it was about two and a half years. Juliana Miller is closing in at around a minus four in her favorite. And after a great win over Brogan Walker, which she really looked like she brought it all together as a UFC fighter, I think that line's pretty, I think, pretty accurate to how the fight's going to go. Juliana Miller rounded out a fight that she had over nine minutes of control time with a TKO finish of Walker. I like Miller. She's just a big framed, like, in-your-face flyweight. She's really assured she can excel in that, like, abrasive style. She's, like, relentless, nonstop, right in your fucking mitt the whole fight. I think the minus 400 reflects a lot of what's going to happen in this fight. I just I don't think fighting Juliana Miller is a good idea after you were considering retirement and you've been gone for two and a half years, whether Dan yeah, Hardy's your husband retire. or not. Not even consider. Yeah. She did retire yeah. flat out. I mean, like, consider, like, permanent retirement. Do, like, a yeah. temporary. Like, I don't think Juliana Miller's the one you want to come back to fight. But, I mean, I could be wrong. Let's hear what you guys think. Jefferson? Yeah, you fucking hit the nail on the head with that one. I mean... After Juliana Miller fucking dominating that fucking, what you call, I mean, she did get caught a little bit on the feet, she did. Which, which worries me a little bit, but she just, she looks way too big, and I mean, she's got that fucking Eddie Bravo jujitsu. there's nothing to not love about her, she fucking hit the DX chop on Shorty after she <laughs> finished her, <laughs> fucking wonderful, dude, give me Juliana Miller, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Maximus, you're rounding that out in like three years. Give me Juliana. Yeah, I'm rounding it out, boys. I I was hoping you guys would see it the same way. I mean, to me, it's one of those. Maybe they're trying to fully get Veronica out the door 
if you know what I'm saying, and by giving her a super tough up and comer, or I don't know what else, but that's just kind of what it see, seems like to me. They're trying to build up Juliana. Yeah, Miller. they're they're really feeding her to fucking wolves. Yeah, because yeah, Juliana she was I, one. Sorry, to cut you off, Max. But she was one in four in her yeah. UFC career before yeah, the retirement. How, how did she even? Come so back why does she even UFC? get Juliana Miller? I don't know, and I am worried because is she the one that breaks down the fights with Dan Hardy too on his channel? I'm pretty sure. So I am a little worried that Juliana Miller could go balls to the wall, so to speak. I guess it's a poor euphemism there, but she could go like crazy <laughs> in the, and get caught because obviously Veronica sits there with Dan and they break down fights like a ton, which I don't know. I'm sure Juliana Miller does the same thing, but I don't know how much. So I am a little worried that maybe Veronica could outsmart her and catch her but i do think juliana miller and like jeff said she did get rocked before but i do think juliana miller will get the win here i know she's only like three and one that record is not all encompassing of her tough fights as like as in the ultimate fighter as well as her grappling tournaments and all that shit she's been going for and i think i think she's catching her at a bad time i I do have juliana miller winning yeah and that was interesting you just brought that up too because i think if like Veronica Macedo had any more power in her hands, I could be a little worrisome, but she just hasn't shown that at all. True, true. So, I, I yeah, I think this is a stylistic nightmare to come back to, and, uh, yeah, we're all going to round out Juliana Miller on that one. Yes. So, next fight we're going to discuss is we have Jake White calling Hadley taking on Malcolm Gordon. I am so fucking glad they got Jake Hadley on this card, boys, because they needed yeah. some Brits. It was really lacking on the main card. I'm, I'm glad they got a couple on the prelims. Yeah, real real surprising on that end. I mean, you have a fucking one of the biggest British card. You finally have a fucking British champion, and you can't get any other Brits on the card. What? Well, I all think we were talking about this before. They're hurt, right? A lot yeah, of all the, a lot of yeah, their they just got weird timelines too. Now. Yeah, Molly and Patty are hurt. Um, they got different weird timelines too, so it's all over this place. Yeah, but uh, Hadley coming into this fight, he's a very young, exciting guy. He produces finishes. He's hailing from Birmingham, where Leon Edwards hails from. I mean, the crowd, I hope they're fucking electric by this point. I don't think so. They never are for the early prelims, but it'd be so nice if they were. Malcolm Gordon, on the other hand, he's one of them guys, dude. Like, I, I don't know if you guys will agree with this. When you see it, like, you're scrolling, looking at the fights, you're like, all right, let's preview this card. You're like, how the fuck is he still around? Like, not even that he's the worst fighter ever. It's just like, he's a guy you forget about, and then he pops up on a card randomly. Yeah, he's not the best, but not the worst by any means. I think it's because when you watch, he like he gets these pretty. He does get pretty tough matchups. Amir Abazi, especially that the Mokamen Makaya fight, dude. He gave Mokamen Makaya some problems. Yeah, he did. He did. He kind of like reminds me like when you see Randy Brown on a card too. Yeah, he's like, like, oh shit, Randy Brown's still around. Yeah, he like. He gets beat a lot, but he fucking he'll put up a good fight. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Now to harp on Malcolm Gordon a little bit, he has no decision losses on his record. He has the ability to look decent on the feet and the mat at times. I just don't think stylistically this is going to be a very favorable matchup for Malcolm Gordon. Hadley has a good tendency to like be in your face and put pressure on his opponents, and I think Gordon's going to crumble under that pressure. Maximus, what do you think? I completely agree. I mean, Gordon, I know he put Makayev in some spots, but I don't I don't see him having like these hands of steel by any means. I think I think Jake Hadley is the better boxer. I I, I don't know on the ground maybe Malcolm t- is 
better. But I don't know. I just have – I know he put Mokayev in some tough spots before he got submitted. But, yeah, I, I think I like Jake Hadley better here. I think that he has the ability to actually maybe even put him out. Yeah, I agree. Jefferson? I actually feel it's the opposite way around. I feel like Malcolm Gordon has a little bit heavier hands. But I feel like Jake, he he's just – he's a dog when it comes to feet. And, I mean – he had a tough. What was it? His last fight he lost, or the fight before that he lost? Um, Jake Hadley. I'm yeah. pretty sure he's coming off a win. He's coming off. Um, he's coming off a win over Carlos Candelario, our boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's he was a heavy before. favorite. Heavy favorite against Nascimento, and he lost. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. His debut. Yep. Yes. Yeah, they all get mixed up for me because I fucking watched his fucking Dana White, too. So I always think that's one of his fights, too. True. I mean, I just can't stop thinking about. Wow. Holy shit. Princeton just beat. I was about to say that, too. God damn it. God damn it. My bracket's so fucked up, boys. God damn. Me, too. All right. Dude, I did one for fun. So I'm glad I didn't fucking do it for any money or anything. Fucking Virginia and fucking Arizona. Dude, I had Virg- I had I took a ticket out on Arizona <laughs> to win it all. I have a bunch. I granted I took a ticket out on a bunch of teams, but still, goddamn. All right. Oh, quick, quick side note. Let's let's harp on this for a second. Who'd you guys take to win your brackets? So, as a Tennessee fan, I would not allow myself to take Alabama to win. So I have it Alabama Kansas in the final. Kansas taking the dub. Although I Jefferson Alabama to win. I'm I'm pretty positive I got Houston. I mean, I, I made I made the fucking bracket super late on COVID brain, so God knows what it even looks like. I probably have fucking Texas A and M Corpus Christi <laughs> winning it, but uh, fuck I, it, I'm pretty sure I took Houston to win it. Yeah, Houston's a great Kansas. pick. Great yeah, pick. I took Purdue. That's not a bad pick either. Not, yeah, Purdue like just Purdue. sucks in the in March Madness. That's the only thing. Yeah, I yeah. can't get that loss to Maryland out of my fucking <laughs> mouth. I know for it's fucking tough. Purdue, but um, right. let's also, finish this up, boys. Spe- yes. About uh, Mr. Hadley. So, so speaking of things you can't, I can't get out of my head is Jake Hadley. Like I can't get that round. I I think I told Carlos Candelario this himself is that that round with Jake Hadley and the first round was one of the best rounds I've ever fucking seen, and he really enjoyed the, me saying that. But it really was, and I think that's what I get the idea of him having these heavy, heavy hands from is just like what he like that striking and damage that he put on yeah. that's why i think he is but this is my prelim pick of the night oh nice good pick so yeah. jefferson you taking hadley too yeah i think i i mean i think this is a real real tough matchup for hadley and not gonna lie i might bet on gordon yeah i don't think Just the line the is very yeah i don't think the line's very indicative of how this fight's gonna go i think gordon's at what plus 300 yeah he's Pretty high underdog. Let me make that's yep, pretty three hundred. That's a little out there for me too. I agree. Yeah, I might bet on Gordon, but I'm taking Hadley, dude. Just the home, the home fucking field advantage. I mean, he's a finisher. This is gonna be a banger. I think Big Hadley goes out there and gets it done. He kind of has a similar skill set to Muhammad Makayev, which we saw him get the finish. I mean, it took him a little while, but he got the finish. I think Jake Hadley goes out there. Yeah, I'm it. pretty sure all these prelim picks, probably until Vittori Delize, we're going to be picking. We're going to be sweeping yeah. every pick. I think. I think so, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, another sweep. So let's dive into the next one. We just mentioned his name a million fucking times. We have one of the most hyped prospects in the UFC, Muhammad Makayev. Uh, he opted against getting surgery on his shoulder to make this fight, and he's taking on Rafael Filo, who I learned uh, doing a little research as an actual pastor or preacher, yeah. one of the two. Which oh, is shit. That's his nickname, the pastor. Yeah, and he's like an actual, re- I guess, registered real pastor, which is fucking crazy. But Mikhaev, to me, is a very interesting prospect because, like, where Umar gets all his hype from is he just looks amazing in most of his matchups. I don't think Mikhaev, in my opinion, has looked invincible by any means. He's had a lot of hiccups in the past two fights he's had. And, I mean, he didn't look all that good against Malcolm Gordon. His last performance wasn't the best before that. I just think if there was any other matchup that wasn't fucking half Alfilo, I would feel a lot better maybe laying some money against Mahava Makayev to finally take his first loss. But half Alfilo, boys, I don't know if you guys like watched any of his previous fights. He just does not look all that great to me. He's he's very jujitsu heavy. He's a good grappler. I think maybe he'll have spurts of making this interesting, but I think this is another Makayev win. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, no doubt, but Dude, this is really having fucking shades of fucking Terrence McKinney versus Bonfim. Dude, every time I see that Shuto box mm-hmm. fucking Bra- Shuto Brazil fucking in the in the previous fights, in the fight history for a person against a huge favorite, I'm like, oh, man, what am I doing? But, yeah, yeah give, give me fucking Mohamed Makayev. I mean, he's a fucking dog. We already know about him. He He's an animal. It, I mean, like you said, Mike, he does get in some bad positions, but I mean, I think that works for him. I feel like he goes through a little adversity in his fights to really put it on. And not to mention, he's only 22, so there's going to yeah. be hiccups and, in and his this fights. And this is his, technically his home field. Yeah. He does yeah, train is. out of Britain or UK, whatever. Max, I'm going to guess you're going to sweep this pick, too. Dude, I... Yes, I am, but I don't feel good about it. Like I, I really want. I do kind of feel good about it. What I, I really do want to pick, Fialo or Filo, but I watched his film. Like you say, it just doesn't look like super good. But what Jeff mentioned is the the Bonfim brothers kind of stick out in my head, and then, um, just like Mokayev's last performance against Malcolm Gordon. I mean, he looked, he didn't look great until the end, and um. I mean, he is fighting at home, though. I, I don't know. I, I, I like Mokayev a little bit, and I'm worried about that shoulder, like that that shoulder issue we saw with D- with Dillashaw. I mean, I don't know if it's the same issue, but shoulders are tough in the UFC because so much of what you're doing, regardless of foot or on the ground, like being on the feet or on the ground, your shoulders are in play. So if he's having shoulder issues, that really scares me. And for that reason, I feel like going towards Philo, but... You know what? Fuck it. I'll take Philo. How about that? I just talked myself into it. Oh, there we go. Yeah, why not? That's what I'm talking about, Max. And you know, the thing thing I'm going to agree with you, too, is he's really good at jujitsu, and he he definitely has enough power to have a puncher's chance the whole match. Yeah. He has a chance to put Makayev on his back at some point. That's what, yeah, I'm worried about the shoulders. I'm worried about this, the weird Brazilians that you fight a bunch he has i think he has more fights than mokayev but we've like his you just don't know of him because he's debuting so yeah we'll we'll, we'll go with philo fuck it max will you lay any cash on that or is that just no a pick? i will not that's just a pick <laughs> that's just a pick. 
I mean, there's right. not actually, even you know what? A, what is he plus fucking five billion? I was gonna say, you know what? Plus I might, I might, you gotta go lay a two bean. Yeah, on I, might, it? I was gonna say, I might put a bean on there. That's two beans to a ten. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll put, a, I'll put two bucks on that. It depends, dude. On fuck you. a two beaner. Just don't drink a couple beers and throw a tenner on there. True. <laughs> I I bet it. I put a tenner on Oral Roberts. So if that hits, if Oral Roberts beats Duke, because I love that. Max Homa or whatever the fuck his name is. That's not even that's a golfer. Yeah. That's a golfer, but the seven foot four dude. Mm-hmm. Um anyways, long story short, if that hits, I'll put two I'm putting two beans regardless. I usually do like betting Oral Roberts just because of the fucking oral part. Yeah, dude. No, Oral Roberts is good, bro. Dude, throw a te- throw a fucking dime parlay on fucking Oral Roberts and half elf Philo. Oh, that's not dude, a bad that's not might a bad win play. a house. Might win a house on that one. Yeah, for sure. All right, so Let's, let's, let's dive go. into this next one, gentlemen. Yeah, let's get into Jack Shore. Yeah, I'm really interested in this one. Jack Shore is taking on Maquan Americani. The big question for me heading to this one, boys, is Jack Shore's hype train being derailed or was the Ricky Simone loss an outlier? I wanted to ask that before we really dive into it. Um, I mean, like, was it la- wasn't it last episode that we were saying Ricky Simone could be who I forget who we were talking about, dude. Um, I love Peter. Ricky Simone. I'm yeah, like blinded by him. I think he could beat yeah. like anyone. <laughs> he said he could beat Piotr. So I mean, if you lose to Ricky Simone, that's some good fucking. That's a that's an all right person to lose to. I mean, I'm not putting a ton of weight into it, right? I mean, sixteen and one still. I I I think I'm I'm taking Jack Shore here in front of his home crowd. I mean, he's he seems like a he said it himself that he feels like a new man, and he's just a fucking banger. And I I like Amir Khani, but I mean, I don't know. I think I think Jack Shore is more dynamic, and I think he gets the win here. Jefferson. Uh, yeah, I think I'm rocking out with Jack Shore here too. And I, yeah, I think I think the Ricky Simone fight was an outlier. But yeah, I agree. It is a it is a pretty close one. I feel like this one could be a fight where they both respect each other's grappling enough where they kind of keep it on the feet and i feel like jack shore will get the better of that if they do that yeah i agree the biggest thing that stood out to me about this one after that too was that you have maquan americani his last fight taking on jonathan pierce who's an absolute fucking dog too and like jonathan pierce like stylistically not not exactly but reminds me of jack shore somewhat like applies pressure and yeah and then he's not afraid to get to the mat either and Americani just had no success against Jonathan Pierce, and Jack Shore is a better Jonathan Pierce, if you ask me. So that being said, I I can't see how Jack Shore loses this one either. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that rounds it up, dude. All my picks have started with the J: Juliana Miller, Jake Hadley, Hafel Filo, and Jack Shore. So holy fuck, kind of weird. <laughs> Damn, what the fuck? I know. All right, I'm excited for this next fight. Let's. Me let's, too. This is a fucking interesting it. one. It, it's kind of crazy that it opens up the main card when you have Barbarina higher up the card, but it's. Whatever. I thought the same thing. I thought it didn't. Should... This happen last time. Delete fought too. Yep. Yes, it yeah. did. Yeah. And dude, Barbarina was above what high and Sergey on that uh, one too. Uh, Barbarina was the co-main, I think, on yeah. that fight night. Yeah, for fucking Steven and what you call it. I was just looking at the fucking play-by-plays for all the. Yeah, which I don't know. Barbarina must have the in with Dana. I don't know what's up with that guy, but well, let's... I mean, he's fucking got how many performance bonuses in his last? He's literally yeah. his last five has been performance bonuses. Yeah. Well, let's dive Dude, into this one first. Bread. Dude, fuck yeah, Barbarina is a millionaire. No one even knows him. Dude, <laughs> if you're not a UFC fan, you don't know him. 
True. Roman Delice's nickname of the Caucasian is one of the one of the better fighter nicknames we have for sure. Dude, what about the Italian dream? You're not fucking with that? I mean, that's all right. The Caucasian is just a crazy, it's just a crazy nickname. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, he's a wild boy for that. That's just a fucking weird ass nickname. <laughs> um, but that being let's, said, I mean, yeah, let's talk about these two fuckers. So we open up the main card. I mean, what a just, I can't think besides maybe Gacy and Fizzy on this card, a harder fight to call. We got yeah. Roman Delite taking on Marvin Vittori. I mean, this is going for a lot of marbles too, boys. This could be close to number one contender, number two, number three. I mean, it's going to be hard to tell until the rankings come out after this fight, but it's got a lot of implications. Vittori, oddly enough, he—I don't know what's been going on with him the last two fights. He started. To, he comes into the UFC as a grappler and a good grappler, good wrestler, but I don't know what he was doing against Whitaker. He started to favor his striking more the past two two fights, which has been. Just absolutely strange. But that being said, he does have a chin of steel. He has no registered knockdowns against him throughout his whole UFC career. He comes in with a 73% takedown defense, and I expect him to follow this trend again. I mean, as weird as it is, I think he's going to try to keep it on the feet because who in the fine fuck wants to hit the mat with Roman Delize? I think Vittori's just got a little too much to offer to Delize. I mean, unless unless somehow it'll shock me, Delize comes out and outstrikes Vittori. I can't see Delize's path to victory on this one. Vittori has never been knocked down. He's 29 years old. He seems like he's been around forever. He's all the experience you need at his age. I just, I really favor Vittori in this matchup. Jefferson, who are you taking? Yeah, I actually feel quite the opposite. Me too. I, I, I really thought like we, I thought was, one of us was going to feel the opposite of the other. Yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, I don't know if it's just that fucking cast slicer TKO. Fucking over Jack or Manson talking, but the I mean, and also what you call it, Marvin Vittori hasn't had the greatest taste in my mouth from his last few fights all as well. But I just I feel like the only way Marvin wins is he grinds him out, which is exactly what I thought for fucking Jack or Manson is he fucking takes him down and grinds him out, and Roman is just way too slick for that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's be fair, though. Jack was winning. Yeah, but Roman's too slick If Jack's dumb... I shouldn't say dumbass, but if Jack's, <laughs> if Jack didn't shoot a takedown, he was on his way to win that fight. And I don't think Jack's on Vittori's level right now. That's fair. But I, I just... I, I feel Roman's got too slick a grapple, and I feel like Vittori, he... He's just, I don't know. I, I, you know what? It might just be because I don't like Vittori. I was just about to say, but you guys, I don't think either of you guys really like Vittori, do you? I'm not a big fan of Vittori either. <laughs> oh, so I see and, what's and I, spawning from. Yeah, Ro, Roman's been destroying marriages and fucking people and get the cage. Give me Roman. <laughs> I like the lead say though. And I think like, He's, I mean, dude, I would argue his striking too. I mean, like TKO on punches, KO on punches, KO on knee and punches. Um, couple decisions in a row, TKO with knees and punches, KO with punch, KO with punch, TKO with punches, and then three submissions. I mean, this dude can bang, and I think that he's going to outpoint Vittori because I do think they're going to keep it on the feet because he's not going to want to roll with Roman Delice, obviously. And I, I don't think he has. I don't think it, well. Obviously, no one has the ability to put Vittori out, but I do think the lead say can outpoint him on the feet, and that's why I'm taking Roman here by decision. 
Hmm, I guess I'll be the outlier. I'm still. You guys didn't convince me enough. I'm still taking Vittori. I I like Vittori. I I think his his attitude leaves some to be desired, but I really like Vittori. I just think he's a really really fucking good fighter for only being 29. I mean, I think he's going to have another shot at the belt at some point, and this might propel him to it. Just in my opinion. That's fair, and he fair is a good. Enough. He's a good ass fighter. Like you could argue, it's just be. He's just like a. If it's like Pereira, Izzy are kind of up there, and then there's like a gate that no one's really better than Bobby Knuckles, and then you could argue that no one's really better than Vittori, who's only worse Yeah, the thing that stands out to me, like I said, is the 73% takedown defense, and I think we all know he has a chin of steel, too. Yeah, he's got a chin of steel, for sure. But we'll see. I don't know. Delete say fucking surprise. Yeah, like you said, calf splicer, so <laughs> there's surprises out. You never really know. True. So let's dive into this next one. We got Jennifer Maya taking on Casey O'Neill. Casey O'Neill comes in as a 12th-ranked women's flyweight. Jennifer Maya is at 8th. This fight is also another one that's just wildly intriguing and kind of hard to read because I am going to lead Jennifer Maya based on her grappling prowess and boxing has proven to sustain her throughout her career. But, like, on paper, I just feel like everything screams O'Neal. Like, she's younger. Her attitude, like, she has a very just abrasive, good UFC attitude. When she came in as a grappler, I think she broke the record for women's strikes. In a... Yeah. Yeah, broke it, right? Yep. Yeah, she now holds the record for total strikes in the women's fight with, I think, 290 against Roxanne Mataferi. But the only thing that really stands out to me, and I think me and Jeff might have watched this together. I can't quite remember. Like, as she broke the record, I don't think she looked all that good, as crazy as that sounds. Like, Mataferi didn't look good at all. And Casey yeah. O'Neill, I mean, I guess beat her to a pulp, but not, not really. It was just, I don't know. I don't think O'Neill is good enough to fight Jennifer Maya yet. I, I think Jennifer Maya is going to be able to outlast her storm and really just outpoint her. Jeff, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is the same as the last fight. Give give me Casey O'Neill, dude. I mean, I I think she's just... I mean, she's too much of a fucking dog. She goes out there and destroys motherfuckers. That's what I was hitting at with dude, her When she's not in finishes, she's fucking breaking records on fucking Roxanne Modafferi's face and sending her out the door. So, I mean, give me Casey. But the only way I can... I feel that Jennifer Maya wins this is she tries boxing... And wins it by decision, like she oh, like every mm-hmm. fight of hers goes. But after Casey O'Neill fucking threw out fucking three hundred significant strikes, I don't see how you can outpoint her. But also it's, with so you think O'Neill by decision? Uh, Dude, if she didn't know. put away Mata Fairy, no. Happy Queen, or yeah. whatever yeah. her name is, she's not putting away my on the feet. Yeah, that's true, but I she's not really a striker too. No, that's she's a grappler. She, wait, she's she not is known a, as a striker. O'Neal so has I better feel, striking though. She has eight point six five significant strikes per minute per minute, which is almost five more than Maya's on fifty seven percent accuracy, and then Maya absorbs four point three five per minute. So I mean, yeah, but that that's because she also holds the record. That's kind of an outlier. I don't true, I don't true. necessarily know if she's like far and away a better striker. She's really a grappler. She came in as a grappler. Yeah, yeah. But she does have striking advantages. So I, I, I like Casey O'Neill as well. I, I mean, I like Casey. Just the two ninety with no finish for me is just. The only I don't thing know. I'm kind of worried about is her coming back from injury after that fight. Yeah, True. but this division doesn't have a ton of fish, of finishes either, though. Yeah, and That's I true. tell you what, this 
dude, if she gets a finish here, yeah, then dude, it's this fucking division heating up. I know, I know. I'm excited to watch this. I think it like I think they're all gonna be lit up dude, now. It's anyways, getting for... to a point where it's like the fucking bantamweight log jam, dude. For real, it's Wait. so fucking top heavy, dude. There's so many people, so many tough fighters at that top. Well, well, let's remember too. Like two years ago, I mean, she was kind of like almost what Blanchfield is now. Like she yeah. was supposed to be the top contender by this point. True, Mike. Did you, so? Are you taking Jennifer? You said. Yeah, I'm taking Jennifer Maya. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on. So to we this we split on that again. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Let's go to Gunnar Nelson versus Brian Barberena now. Yep. Let's talk about Gunnar Nelson versus Brian Barberena. This is going to be my Nyquil fight of the night. I mean, I I know it was kind of I didn't really like that it was ahead of Victorian lead say, but what a great stylistic fight to put on the main card. If Gunnar Nelson, uh, the Heathens. Are going to be absolutely shit faced by this point. <laughs> I wish they were for Jake Hadley, but by this point, for sure, they're going to be absolutely shit faced. 10 pints deep. Dude, 10 <laughs> pints deep. They're going to be loud as fuck, screaming crazy obscenities. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Like, Brian Barbarina, dude, I, what more can you say about this guy? He's a barroom brawler. He's just going to, I mean, just like Casey O'Neill. fucking definition, dude. Dude, just like Casey O'Neill versus Mataferi, he might throw 300 strikes if this goes the distance. Like, he just brings it. He never keeps his or takes his foot off the gas. He's in your face the whole fight. But the one thing about Barbarina, it's always been the story of his career. His takedown defense is some of the worst out. It is fucking abysmal. I think he's registered giving up like eight takedowns, six takedowns. I mean, it's really, really something to be desired. And that's the thing that really stands out of this fight to me is Gunnar Nelson getting this to the ground, choking him out. I know Gunnar Nelson's been a very up-and-down fighter, and he's been very inactive the past couple of years. But Gunnar Nelson's also known he'll put you in a choke where you wake up and Bruce Buffer's calling his name. Like, he will put you out. And I really think that's where this fight's going to head. I think Barbarina, like Barbarina looked good his last fight because he peppered up an old head. I don't know if Gunnar Nelson's quite that old head. I think Gunnar Nelson finds a way to get to the ground and finishes it by sub. Max, who are you taking? Taking Gunnar Nelson as well. I don't like the odds. I think that the odds are a little too juiced in Gunnar Nelson's favor. I think I'm trying to pull it up right now. I'm pretty sure he was like a very, very heavy favorite. I you, think it was over 400, wasn't it? Yeah, something Damn, like that. Real? Yeah, it was something crazy. And you can't do that with a guy like Brian Barbarena because, I mean, he's just so like he's never out of it until the bell rings like. Like you mentioned, um, yeah, Gunnar Nelson is now down to three minus three sixty, so that means some money. Yeah, came he's four hundred on Fanduel, motherfucker. Yeah, so, but I mean, it was it was over four hundred at on um, DraftKings. I think it was like four fifty at some yeah. point. So <laughs> some money came in on uh Barbarena, but yeah, I I didn't like that. I still don't know if the minus three sixties. I would have them closer, to like a two hundred or under. But either way, um, yeah, I mean, it's you can never count Brian Barbarena out until they're raising the hands. But I mean. I, I think I like um what's his face better just because I mean or Gunnar Nelson because of what you mentioned like he's a fucking brawler and he can get it on the feet or on the ground and uh, I think he's better there so I'm taking Gunnar Nelson as well. Yeah, I agree. The odds are absolutely dog shit for a guy in Brian Barbarina who you get up, take a piss, and you come back and the fight's yeah, over. Like he exactly. just he'll fucking pummel you in like ten seconds. Jeff, who you taking? Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm running out the sweep here. Give me fucking Gunnar Nelson. 
Yeah, I, I had a good like, feeling we we're going to sweep like this we one. Said many times before, when it's short notice and someone has even a little bit of a grappling advantage, it goes a long way. Exactly. And this one short notice, Gunnar Nelson clearly has a little bit of a grappling advantage. Give me Gunnar all day. I have a I would... weird feeling that he's going to get dropped and then get fucking Barbarina in close and then fucking pull something off off of his back. I would love to see what the what the winning percentage is of that. I bet it's got to be at least seventy five percent. Short notice fighting a grappler. I bet oh, they yeah. lose yeah. like seventy five percent of the time. Striker that heavy. That needs to start taking fucking UFC stats. I need to see this. Yeah, for real. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, yeah. Let's. Get yeah, to- I love stat muse too. That kind of fucking sucks. I love stat muse <laughs> as well. Um, let's great for player props too. I've been hitting a lot of player dude, prop. Par- dude, it's like the best prop parlays. Yeah. I'm surprised um, FanDuel hasn't found a way to not let you use that. Let's not give him any ideas. Let's not give him any ideas. Um, All right, let's jump into this co-main, boys. Yes, this co-main was my favorite fight uh, on the card, but I don't know if you guys saw the the like lead-up conference or whatever. I'm quickly thinking that Kamara Leon uh, 3 might be my favorite fight on this card, but I mean, I still, I don't know. I can't pick it over Fizia versus Gaethje. I mean, favorite in terms of storyline, yeah, I definitely like Leon Usman better. But this fight, this in is going to be a style, fucking awesome fight. It's going to be so I, goddamn good. I didn't think I'd be saying this so soon. I really wanted to hear what you guys had to say. Is this better than Poirier Chandler? Like heading into it, not knowing what happened in the Poirier Chandler fight, what would you Ooh. rather see, this or Poirier and Chandler? Can I say equal? No, absolutely not. <laughs> you have to pick. Yeah. Uh, I I think Poirier Chandler just because I. I felt like that one was more likely to not go distance than this one. I think do the does the public opinion count? Because I think the public Poirier yeah. Chandler is bigger, but with the MMA community, this one might be bigger just because of the if you know Fiziev, you know. But I don't I don't think if Fiziev is like the household name that either Chandler or Poirier are. No, I think the thing I think that made uh Poirier Chandler a tad bit better too is that it was the MSG. True. I know the O2 is like becoming a cool arena, but let's be real, it's not MSG. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's just not. Yeah. But so let's I, talk a little yeah. bit about these guys. So we got number three, Justin Gaethje. He has ten UFC bonuses in his resume. That's I think equal to as many fights as he has. I think he has ten fights and ten bonuses. <laughs> and, and whether or not he's had the most UFC success, I mean, he is one of the fan favorites. Like, when you think about a fan favorite guy you want to watch fight any night of the week, it's Justin Gaethje. It's crazy to say, on the other hand, to me, boys, like you were just saying, Max, not the public opinion, but in the UFC community, Fiziev might be creeping into be a little more of a fan favorite amongst the UFC community. I, I, I can't name a person who watches UFC and doesn't like Fiziev. I mean, these guys have 17 fights total. They've registered two total takedowns. This is going to be an absolute brawl from start to finish. I mean, it's going to be Gaethje, monster, monster fucking left uppercuts. Fiziev switching positions, peppering him right back. I think this might have a little more action than Poirier Chandler. I'm riding the side of Fiziev here because he showed us he can last a five-rounder against RDA. Fiziev's ability to switch stances so much and be comfortable in either kind of scares me a little bit for Gaethje, too. And I just I don't think Fiziev misses a beat. And Gaethje, he's almost like this mythical Rocky-like figure. But I just don't think he gets to win this weekend. Maximus, who you taking? Um, okay, I just want to preface this by saying Gaethje's one of my all-time favorite fighters. And when I first got into this sport, it was because of 
watching Justin Gaethje's like fight reruns and highlights and everything. Uh, I fucking love this guy. I, I don't know if you ever got if you guys have ever watched that YouTube channel that shows like, um, like when trash talk goes wrong and it's like, oh yeah, and it'll be like Gaethje versus and it has basically I think it was like Gaethje versus Michael Johnson, right? He who he pieced up. He so. you think so? Yeah. There there's a bunch of times when people talk shit to Gaethje and he kind of showed him up. Um, I'm obsessed with this dude. His fight with Tony Ferguson was. Hard to watch, but it was amazing. And um, yeah, I, fu I fucking love Gaethje. That being said, and it's weird also, sorry, that I just wanted to highlight this too. It's weird that you mentioned they, they like have a combined like three takedowns or whatever. Gaethje is like has a wrestling background. So uh, isn't that strange? It's so weird. He just he doesn't wrestle. He like brawls, but he literally comes from wrestling. Which is funny. Um, he just uses it for anti wrestling, which is yes. awesome. Yeah, I mean, he fucking is starting to train with Kamaru Usman. He True. should only wrestle at this point, but there's no shot. Yeah, and I I do wonder if in this fight he do, he takes it he shows that because he's coming back after a long time and he's getting up there in age. But that being said, I think Faziv is a more creative striker. I know Gaethje Gaethje is. Probably one of the pound for pound hardest hitters that the UFC has to offer, but the creative creativity and dynamic striking of Fazeev scares me. I'm picking him here. I'm I'm picking against one of my all time favorites, Jefferson. Who you taking? Yeah, dude, this is a crazy fucking pick here. But give me Justin Gaethje by points. Give by, me him by, winning. Yep, winning by decision. By one point or like just by points? Yeah, by points. By got it, got fucking by. Oh, decision. I thought you were trying to call. I thought it a you were trying to do too. it by like, points, oh, and I was like, shit. "God damn, this is crazy." <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just talking fucking Justin Gaethje by decision. I mean, this fight to go to distance is fucking plus one sixty four. Fucking hammer that. I feel like both of these guys, they're. I don't feel like they're going down. They're going to fucking brawl. They're going to get caught. Yeah, but. They got the chin on them. They got the fucking crowd behind them. That's going to be going nuts. They're not going to go down. I have a feeling it's going to be real close to that Justin Gaethje fucking, what you call it, Michael Chandler fight. But yeah, I feel like Justin Gaethje, he has a different power than Rafael has ever seen. True. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. It, I feel like once Fazeev gets hit with that, he'll be in like a, he'll Kind of being like that Sugar Sean mode, the shell shock where yeah, where he's got that fucking World stare. War One shell shock. Yeah, and, um, and I feel yeah. like Justin Gaethje, he he's going to take advantage of that. I agree that I it's feel not... like he's going to get that fucking inside collar while fucking Fazeev's trying to run around and outpoint him, and he's just going to fucking beat him up when he can get land the more powerful strikes, more more meaningful strikes. Um, it, I yeah. I I agree that it's not gonna go or yeah it's not what's it's not gonna be end with what am I trying to say I it's agree that go it's going to decision yeah it's gonna go the decision the the fuck the distance Jesus <laughs> I got the COVID brain I got the suds um yeah could you imagine if Gaethje gets slept I don't see it happening but that would be utterly shocking honestly yeah. I I kind of wouldn't be surprised but I'm taking it yeah I, I think it'll go to decision as well. Yeah, it's just going to be an insane fight start to finish, I think. I, it would be very interesting if Gaethje comes in and wrestles. Because if he comes in and wrestles, he has the upper hand from the time that bell rings. True. 
but I don't I don't know if that's going to change now. Not for him. He's like a fucking is that all you got type of guy. I don't yeah, see spit out fucking, blood. Yeah, yeah, I don't see him starting to wrestle now all of a sudden. True. And uh, one more thing I wanted to note on this fight till we move on to the main event. If Fiziev gets this win, who is more deserving of title shot, him or Dariush if he beats Oliveira? I think Dariush easily. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Dude, I had thought so, so long. Too. They're just wasting fucking Dariush's fucking prime, Burger. honestly, at this point. For real. If they if they don't make him the next fight for the belt, that is the most fucked up thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> I I completely agree with that. Like I wanted the Volk Islam rematch, but god damn it, dude, Dariush needs the shot, guy. I have to be yeah. one of the few who I was talking to my boy at work about this. I have to be one of the few who does not want to see that rematch. What, like, I have Islam? zero interest in it. I have zero interest in folk maybe lose again. True. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, yeah. We have the same thoughts. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was all tough. Right. Let's, all right. Let's hop into this highly anticipated main event. We have the current welterweight champ, Leon Edwards, taking on the man he took his belt from, Kamara Usman. Edwards, uh, speechless, dude. He gave us one of the best, I, I would say the best UFC moment of all time. And, for me, it's probably three, four, five, somewhere in there as one of the best sports moments of all time. He delivered the head kick heard around the world, ending one of the most dominant reigns we've ever seen. Usman has one of the best, but Usman, on the other hand, he has one of the best gas tanks of all time. He has shown an ability to just completely take guys out of fights. I mean, you're, you're sitting there with a question mark over your head, wondering where his fucking opponent is. He'll go down as probably the second best welterweight of all time behind GSP. Now, all that being said, all the little pump up to Usman, I am definitely siding with Edwards on this one. Edwards showed an ability to withstand Usman's wrestling in the first round of the last fight. I don't believe in any fucking worldly possible chance that Edwards has probably been practicing anything but taking on Usman, taking on the takedowns, and working against the control time. I think Edwards is going to look far more prepared in this fight. And if this thing stays on the ground, I don't even necessarily think it's going to be all that close. I don't think Usman's got a lot left in the tank boxing-wise. Edwards is a world-class striker. I think I, I think it's going to go the distance, and I think Edwards wins. Max, who you take him? Okay, Edwards, again, one of my favorite fighters. It can't be understated how big of a moment that was, the head kick heard around the world. I, I've, I've never experienced a moment like that in the UFC. I don't think anyone else has either since then. Um, I'll never forget where I was when I saw it. And I'll never forget what we were doing and everything. And it was just fucking shocking. And it's one of the reasons why this sport is so awesome. So, um, and yeah, I, you know, you guys know, I despise Kamaru Usman. He's one of my all time least favorite fighters. You guys know that the CEO of EPO, he's coming in with two busted knees and a broken hand. And he's coming into Leon Edwards, uh, home crowd. And he's coming in to a Leon Edwards who finally stood up against the bully and beat the bully up, and now he's got all the bragging rights and is bullying the bully back. That being said, um, I'm going to ride with Usman just because I, I don't want to have that extra layer of rooting for Edwards and having my pick be on, on top of it. I'm just putting Usman out there because I don't know why. Just on the off chance that Usman wins, um, I have at least this my pick to be happy about. That's the, literally the only reason why I'm picking him. Well, let's be real. If Usman's knees look like they're in his 20s, he has a really, really good chance of winning. Yes, he does. I don't think they are, though. Jeff, I, what are you thinking? 
I literally am only doing this because if Usman wins, then I'll have one thing to kind of make me feel a little bit better. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Jefferson, yeah, are you taking I mean, yeah, yeah, we saw the fucking head kick, but we also saw the fucking every round before that, and Usman was clearly winning that fight. I, I I don't see how you go out here and think it's going to be much different. I mean, yeah, he got caught in the worst spot ever. But <laughs> I, I just, I feel like it's fucking Usman we're talking about, dude. This is one of the most dominant champions of all time. And you know what's funny, too? It'll be like payback because Leon basically got him in his home field and now get him back in his home field, which I can see happening. I agree. I think... I just don't – I don't know if Usman's knees are going to hold up. We'll see. And, I mean, one of the most quotable fights of all time, boys. The belt belongs to nobody. My fucking girlfriend still says that. She doesn't even follow the UFC and she still says that shit. I just – I have a feeling Leon, dude, I think he's going to defy all odds. I think the roof's going to blow off this motherfucker Saturday. I just got goosebumps. I'm fucking praying. I'm praying that happens. Dude, I'm let's spraying. be real. If he wins, he'll probably be crying. He'll be saying obscene shit. I'll be shit. crying, probably, dude. I'll be blubbering like a little baby. I, th- I did oh. it again. <laughs> dude, it's going to look like Philly 2017 if they win Saturday real. fucking outside real. of the O2. It's going to be insane. Um, Yeah, I can't fucking wait for this card. Jeff, who is your Hammy Sosa lock of the night? Oh, man. I don't think even, you're trying to... I'm don't not lie. I, 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 I didn't even put enough thought into this. I one. swore you were going to say Gaethje. That was like I was almost positive. I, was I wanted to, not gonna lie, I wanted to, but Aziz is a little scary, a little, a little scary. I mean, I, you thought you could fucking sneak away, dude, and keep your little record intact. Fuck back, that. Give back. Me a... But you know what? You know what I'm taking as a hammy system. Come on, fucking put it on us. Yeah, it's, I'm trying Give to me drag Casey this out. O'Neal. Casey Give me O'Neal. the real fucking deal, Casey O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good pick right there, Jefferson. <laughs> Max, you want to go over our picks real quick? Yeah, so our picks were as follows. Mikey's NyQuil fight of the night was Gunnar Nelson versus Brian Barbarena. He picked Juliana Miller, Jake Hadley, Muhammad Makayev, Marvin Vittori, Jennifer Maya, Gunnar Nelson, Raphael Fazeev, and Leon Edwards. Jeff's Hammy Sosa lock of the night was Casey O'Neill. He picked Juliana Miller, Jake Hadley, Muhammad Makayev, Jack Shore, Roman Delice, Casey O'Neill, Gunnar Nelson, Justin Gaethje, and Kamara Usman. Um, Mikey also picked Jake Shore. I just forgot to put that in there. My bad. Uh, moving forward, let me tweak that real quick. Okay. And uh, my prelim pick of the fight was Jake Hadley versus Malcolm Gordon. I picked Juliana Miller, Jake Hadley, Jafel Filo, Jack Shore, Roman Delice, Casey O'Neill, Gunnar Nelson, Raphael Fiziev, and or sorry, Fiziev and Kamara Usman. So those have been our picks. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hosting, Mike. And let's watch this UFC 286. We'll be back with our review episode of the UFC 286 card, as well as join our Verdict League, please. Like we mentioned, uh, the link is in our bio. Please join. It'd be really fun. So thank you all for listening, and we'll be back very soon. And peace.